Free, Mojo 5 I may not have a license to kill, but liberalism dies a little every time I pull the trigger on it. This is a conservative's perspective. America is a land of heroes, a place where greatness is born, where destinies are forged and where legends come to life. This is the home of Thomas Edison and Teddy Roosevelt, of many great generals, including Washington, Pershing, Patton, and MacArthur. This is the home of Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, Amelia Earhart, Harriet Tubman, the Wright brothers, Neil Armstrong, and so many more. This is the country where children learn names like Wyatt Earp, Davy Crockett, and Annie Oakley. This is the place where the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth and where Texas Patriots made their last stand at the Alamo. The American nation was carved out of the vast frontier by the toughest, strongest, fiercest, and most determined men and women ever to walk on the face of the earth. Our ancestors braved the unknown, tamed the wilderness, settled the Wild West, lifted millions from poverty, disease, and hunger, vanquished tyranny and fascism, ushered the world to new heights of science and medicine, laid down the railroads, dug out the canals, raised up the skyscrapers. Our ancestors built the most exceptional republic ever to exist in all of human history, and we are making it greater than ever before. This is our glorious and magnificent inheritance. We are Americans. We are pioneers. We are the pathfinders. We settled the new world. We built the modern world, and we change history forever by embracing the eternal truth that everyone is made equal by the hand of Almighty God. America is the place where anything can happen. America is the place where anyone can rise. And here, on this land, on this soil, on this continent, the most incredible dreams come true. This nation is our canvas, and this country is our masterpiece. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored. Our brightest discoveries are not yet known. Our most thrilling stories are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. Our spirit is still young. The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come.
Hello everyone, James Bosick, a conservative's perspective here on the Mojo 50 Radio Network, Mojo50.com. If you aren't listening, you should be. It is the very best in libertarian and conservative talk radio. ACP is heard here 4 p.m. Sunday afternoons, just as we're listening right now. We also do a live version of the program on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Patriot Nation Radio Network with blogtalkradio.com. Well, it's great to be here with you. You just heard the president. This is a, it was a campaign ad from the 2020 campaign, one that I just it just resonates with me, always has. From the moment I heard it, it, it really pulled strong at me, which is what campaign ads are supposed to do. But there is a bigger question here concerning this particular campaign ad, one that I've been asking practically since the time that I first heard it, and that is this. What Democrats, any Democrat, do we know that we see on television, um, that we hear on the radio, that we read about? In what Democrat anywhere, in any form, says the things that the president says, like we just heard? Anybody? Anyone? I haven't heard any Democrat say anything like that in a very, very long time. And they don't say it. They don't talk about how good America is, how generous America is, how open and tolerant America is. They don't say those things. They don't say those things at all. And yet they would also look you in the eye and tell you with a straight face, that they are trying to save this country from the likes of Donald Trump and indirectly you and I. They're not trying to save this country for anyone but themselves. And what they see for America is not what Donald Trump sees. They don't see the descriptions that Donald Trump shares with you and I. They never will. Not, not these Democrats. They never see good in this country. They never see kindness. They never see justice. They never see good. And I don't think they ever will. We've, we've moved into the third week, almost the third week, coming up on third week, where we're really not sure what's going on in terms of the election. Uh, there, there are still legal Maneuvers being being put in place, legal challenges that have yet to be reviewed. We still have time to see what's going on here. Uh, Sydney Powell has more on this. I've got a clip of her, terrific clip. She was with Lou Dobbs, I think, yesterday, and we have that. So we're going to go ahead and play that. She breaks down some more of this massive nationwide orchestrated criminal criminal behavior. Sidney Powell with Lou Dobbs on Moneyline. Breaking news now. Dominion voting systems say they categorically deny any and all of President Trump's claims that their voting machines caused any voter fraud in key swing states or electoral fraud. But reports contradict that claim. In 2016, a senior executive at Dominion told the Illinois State Board of Elections that it is 
possible to bypass their election system software. Here's what the vice president of engineering at Dominion at that time, Eric Coomer, told the board during a meeting in good old Cook County. No, we are not allowed to do routine updates without having to go through a recertification effort, um, but we do uh, routinely give guidance on how to best secure systems. And also going back again to the, the, the final um, mitigation against all of this is a, a robust auditing and canvassing process, um, which all of our jurisdictions have implemented. Coomer said no updates can be done without recertification, as you heard. Mr. Coomer's assurances of a secure system, however, are contradicted by the fact that various vendors, election officials, and others reportedly can access the voting machine code without an update being required. And we know that there were updates on those machines a day before the election. Well, joining us tonight is Sidney Powell, a member of President Trump's legal team, General Flynn's uh, defense attorney, a great American and prominent uh, appellate lawyer. Great to have you with us, Sidney. Uh, let's start with Thank Dominion. You, uh, a, a, stri a straight out disavowal of uh, any uh, claim uh, of fraud against the company, its uh, software or machines. Your reaction? Well, I can hardly wait to put forth all the evidence we have collected on Dominion, starting with the fact it was created to produce altered voting results in Venezuela for Hugo Chavez, and then shipped internationally to manipulate votes for purchase in other countries, including this one. It was funded by money from Venezuela and Cuba, and, and China has a role in it also. So if you want to talk about foreign election interference, we certainly have it now. We have staggering statistical evidence. We have staggering testimony from witnesses, including one who was personally in briefings when all of this was discussed and planned, beginning with Hugo Chavez and how it was designed there, and then saw it happening in this country. As soon as the state shut down on election night, and stopped counting. Those are the states where the most egregious problems occurred. We also need to look at and we're beginning to collect evidence on the financial interests of some of the governors and secretaries of state who actually bought into the Dominion systems, surprisingly enough. Hunter Biden type graft to line their own pockets by getting a voting machine in that would either make sure their election was successful or they got money for their family from it. Well, that's straightforward. It may take, uh, you're going to have to be quick to, to go through and to produce that investigation and the results of it. Uh, the, December, uh, the December deadlines are approaching uh, for electors, and uh, just as we saw in uh, 2000 with Bush v. Gore, uh, how critical are those deadlines and how urgent does that make your investigation and discovery? Well, for fraud this serious, I think even if the states are stupid enough to go ahead and certify the votes where we know the machines were operating and producing altered election results, if they're stupid enough to do that, then they will be set aside by the fraud also. I mean, we are talking about hundreds of thousands of votes. President Trump won this election in a landslide. It's gonna be irrefutable and we are, patriots are coming forward 
all every day, all day, faster than we can collect their information with the testimony they're willing to give under oath about how their votes were stolen and how the machines operated. They were updated the night of the election, sometimes after the election. We've got statistical evidence that shows hundreds of thousands of votes being just put in and replicated. It, it's going to be there needs to be a massive criminal investigation and it's going to affect millions of voters and elections. With these allegations, these charges, is the FBI already carrying out uh, an investigation of these voting companies uh, where their servers are domiciled? And in at least two instances, three instances, uh, we know they're in foreign countries. Uh, tell us where the Justice Department is in all of this. Uh, I wish I knew. I'm not on the inside, so I'm not privy to that information. I know that even Democratic senators and congresspeople for years have reported problems with this system to the FBI and to the government, and nobody's done a blooming thing about it. The people in the election security part of Department of Homeland Security need to be fired yesterday. They're absolutely ridiculous. Of course, Chris Ray needs to be fired, too, because the only FBI interview of any witness was to intimidate him and try to get him to change his truthful testimony for hours by an anti-Trump FBI agent. They still have politics infecting the FBI instead of just following the law. We are on the precipice of this is essentially a new American revolution. And anybody who wants this country to remain free needs to step up right now. These are federal felonies, altering a vote or uh, changing a ballot is a federal felony. People need to come forward now and get on the right side of this issue and report the fraud they know existed in Dominion voting systems because that's what it was created to do. It was its sole original purpose. It has been used all over the world to defy the will of people who wanted freedom. Sydney, at the outset of this broadcast, I said that this is the culmination of what has been a over a four-year effort to overthrow this president, to first deny his candidacy uh, uh, the uh, election, but then uh, to overthrow his presidency. This looks like the effort to uh, to carry out an end game in the in the effort against him. Uh, do you concur? Oh, absolutely. And it's uh, it's been uh, organized and, and conducted with the help of Silicon Valley people, the, the big tech companies, the social media companies, and even the media companies. And I'm going to release the Kraken. Well, good, because this is uh, this is this is an extraordinary and, uh, and such a dangerous moment in our history. Um, I really am very concerned uh, for the country. Uh, I am very concerned for all Americans. I, and I have a feeling that most Democrats are first Americans and not Democrats. They have to be as alarmed as any one of us. Cindy, uh, we're glad that you are on the uh, on the on the charge uh, to straighten out all of this it is a a foul mess uh, and it is uh, far more sinister than any of us could have imagined uh, even uh, over the course of the past 4 years you get the last word sydney it is indeed a very foul mess. It is farther and wider and deeper than we ever thought, but we are going to go after it and I am going to expose every one of them. Sydney Powell, 
Thanks for being with us, and thanks for all that you're doing. Sinister. That's a very good word. And I think that that's what we're going to find out, that this was considerably more sinister than anything we've seen. Guys, this was not organic. This was not something where the governors or the, or the, the election representatives, the election officials in these swing states, in these tight states, suddenly woke up the day after and said, you know what? We're going to hold everything. Get in touch with the people in Arizona. Get in touch with North Carolina. Get in touch with Pennsylvania, Ohio. We're holding everything. We're just going to stop it. No, this was planned. This was planned. This was planned from the get-go. When they realized, probably when they realized that impeachment failed, was going to fail, and maybe even before that, they know they knew that they were going to need a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. Because look at look at all the plans they've gone through. Russian collusion, the Mueller investigation, the impeachment, everything. You know, none of it's worked. Not any of it's worked. And, you know, they tried desperately to rig the, they definitely rigged the primaries in favor of Hillary, just like they did in favor of Joe Biden, but they couldn't rig the national election. They're coming close. They're coming close, and it may be, again, there's no guarantee that the president's legal team, and he's got some pretty impressive legal minds there working for him, they may not be able to save this. All it's going to take is the right, corrupt, Obama, Biden, Hillary, Clinton-loving judge, and and this thing's done. In, I know, in spite, and, and when Sidney Powell... And Rudy Giuliani and folks like that tell you that the evidence is overwhelming, that it is insurmountable, that it's just massive, the level of evidence that they have. You better believe them, and I'm sure they've got them. We've all seen everything that's, you know, we've all seen examples of this throughout the country where these machines, you know, are, are not, you know, they've been programmed. They, they call it a glitch. And they've called it a glitch a number of times. I don't think they're doing that too much anymore. Guys, that's not a glitch. That's not a screw-up in the program. That's not an accident that happened. That is a design of of this device, of this program. It is a design that you can go in and you can change this. And that's exactly what they've done. They've set this thing up to siphon off a certain level of votes uh, from Trump and give them to Biden. And they did it all over the country in voting districts all over the nation. Just enough. Joe Biden is not the president-elect. Sidney Powell said it. You heard her. You know, Donald Trump won this thing in a landslide, and they're trying to steal it. Now, will they? Could be. I'm not happy about that prospect, but it could be. This might be one of those times where good does not triumph over evil in this particular instance. I don't know. I would hate to see, I would genuinely, truly hate to see this country suffer through another four years of Barack Obama slash Hillary Clinton slash Bill Clinton slash Joe Biden slash every America-hating Democrat in the country sharpening their knives to cut us even further. Just as a quick follow-up, 
another couple minutes of, of Sydney Powell, but this time she's with Maria Bartiromo, and here's the blockbuster that she's letting loose. Coincidence? No, I, I don't think so. And Trump's legal team in contesting this election. Sydney, we talked about the Dominion software. I know that there were voting irregularities. Tell me about that. That's to put it mildly, the computer glitches could not and should not have happened in at, at all. Those, that is where the fraud took place, where they were flipping votes in the computer system or adding votes that did not exist. We need an audit of all of the computer systems that uh, played any role in this fraud whatsoever. And, you know, Joe Biden had it right. He said that he had the biggest voter fraud organization ever and he didn't need people's votes now. He would need people later. They had this all planned, Maria. They had the algorithms. They had the paper ballots waiting to be inserted if and when needed. And notably, President Trump's vote in the blue states went up enormously. That's when they had to stop the vote count and go in and replace votes for Biden and take away Trump votes. I've never seen voting machines stop in the middle of an election, stop down and assess the situation. I also see reports that Nancy Pelosi's longtime chief of staff is a key executive at that company, Richard Blum, Senator Feinstein's husband, significant shareholder of the company. What can you tell us about the interest on the other side of this Dominion software? Well, obviously, they have invested in it for their own reasons and are using it to commit this fraud to steal votes. I think they've even stolen them from other Democrats in their own party who should be outraged about this also. Uh, Bernie wow. Sanders might very well have been the Democratic candidate, but they've stolen against whoever they wanted to steal it from. Pelosi's chief of staff is an executive of the country. Diane Feinstein's old man owns more than half of it. But there's nothing wrong here. There's nothing to see. Seriously? Folks, 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 folks. It's happening right in front of you. In front of all of us. Come on, people. Come on. You know, and and and, and again, this this to me is also illustrative of <clears throat> if not the actual two-tier justice system itself but an acknowledgement of a two-tier justice system because these people operate with impunity. I don't think they keep it on the down low, of course, but I don't think they care if they get caught or not. They don't want to, obviously. They'd like to just get away with this clean. But ultimately, who has gone to jail for anything they've done uh, in these massive political scandals in the last six years? No one. No one. No one. Hillary Clinton, no. Hillary Clinton's staff, no. James Comey, no. Jim Clapper, no. John Brennan, no. By the way, did you know that in 1976, John Brennan voted for the Communist Party USA's presidential candidate, Slobberin Gus Hall? Yes, he did, and then went on to become director of the Central Intelligence Agency. How the hell does a guy who was a communist sympathizer wind up director of the Central Intelligence Agency? It's a rhetorical question. We know how it happens. It was because of Barack Obama, and he recognized that Johnny Brennan was a fellow traveler, and he needed him there. Because Johnny would know what to do. And Johnny did. Along with James Comey, along with Jim Clapper, along with uh, Bruce and Nellie Orr, along with Lisa Page, Peter Strzok, 
along with Andy McCabe. Oh, Andy McCabe got savaged last week uh, when he went to, with, I guess, a virtual testimony there on in, in Washington by Ted Cruz. Absolutely wore him out, and we'll be talking about that. Uh, not right now, because we're down to the bottom of the hour, and I need to go ahead and close this up. You're listening, and we're very happy that you are, by the way, to a conservative's perspective here on the Mojo 50 Radio Network, Mojo50.com. If you aren't listening, you ought to be the very best in libertarian and conservative talk radio that you're going to find out there. ACP proud and humbled to be moving through that rarefied air. And now we're going to move on to a brief commercial break. And at the end of that, we will be back with more of a conservative's perspective with James Bostic. We'll see you here right after this. Open up the door and let it go. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Patriot Energy. When solar energy is done right, it can save you up to 30 40% over your current energy costs. Call the professionals at Patriot Energy to get your no-cost, no-obligation layout and design. Compare and contrast the differences for yourself. Go to PatriotEnergyAZ.org forward slash Mojo50 to get started today for your Patriot Energy solution. Mojo50.com What do you need? I mean really need to protect yourself and your family. A home security system, a big scary dog, a gun. If you're committed to protecting your family, we know you are. Even a reliable firearm falls short of what you need. To keep your loved ones safe today, tomorrow, and every day, you need access to life-saving resources that will help you survive any threat and the legal battle that comes after. That's why the USCCA gives law-abiding people like you the self-defense training, knowledge, and legal protection they need to help ensure the safety of their family and future. Discover what the United States Concealed Carry Association can do for you and your family by visiting uscca.com slash mojo50. PatriotEnergyAZ.org slash Mojo50. Want to save some cash on your electric bill every month? Maybe even get a check back from your electrical provider? That's where you start. PatriotEnergyAZ.org slash Mojo50. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to A Conservative's Perspective here on the Mojo 50 Radio Network, Mojo50.com. If you aren't listening, you should be. It is the very best in libertarian and conservative talk radio out there anywhere. Mojo50.com. This is Conservative's Perspective with James Bostic. Rudy Giuliani taking the forefront um, as one of the president's lawyers. I don't know if he's exactly the head of the legal team, but probably. And he's working with a stellar cast of operatives, uh, Sidney Powell, Jay Sekulow, 
among others. They've got some terrific people that are pleading the president's case. And we haven't heard much from the president. Like, well, maybe he doesn't care. He's getting over it. He's getting used to the idea. He's not going to be. There's nothing for him to say right now. He already said he won. I think we all know he won. And now it's up to the lawyers like Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Jay Sekulow, et al., to prove this. And the evidence that they have arrayed uh, is it is unbelievable. Giuliani was on, um, excuse me, let's see, where was he with this? Okay, here it is. Rudy Giuliani on Real America's Voice just a couple days ago. We are honored now to be joined by Mayor Rudy Giuliani. You have seen him out there fighting for the president at representing the Trump campaign. He joins us now. Mr. Mayor, honored to have you on, sir. Very nice to be on with you. So, Mr. Mayor, one of the things that a lot of our viewers have asked about is particularly this Dominion voting software. This was the software that was used in Michigan. And in Antrim County, they had Joe Biden up by thousands of votes. They claimed there was a software glitch. It was discovered. It was fixed. And then it turned out that President Trump was actually up by thousands of votes. We know that you and your team have been investigating this. At this, at the present time, do you have any whistleblowers inside Dominion who you're speaking with? Well, I wouldn't call them whistleblowers. We, we have... Um we have a person who's come forward with an affidavit inside of Dominion that has said that Dominion observed the 100,000 phony ballots that were brought in at 4 o'clock in the mm. morning on November 5th that were all Biden ballots that appeared by every measure to be phony ballots since they were brought in the back door. They were not in the proper containers. They were sticking out of the paper bags and cardboard boxes. And they were told that these were ballots that were needed to catch up to Trump because Trump was too far ahead. When they were counted, they were all counted in favor of Biden. The woman who has uh, given us an affidavit, who worked for Dominion, said that she saw not a single Trump vote. She was there for four or five hours. And it appeared to her to be horribly corrupt. And when she reported it, nothing was done about it. She was told it wasn't any of their business. So that's a that's that's not a whistleblower. That's sure. a witness on the record in our lawsuit in in uh, Michigan, which is why I feel pretty good about the lawsuit. There's a hundred thousand vote fraud. Do we have other witnesses for that that are somewhat reluctant to come forward right now? Yes, uh, we can probably corroborate that three or four times. Wow. So I think they're finished on that. I think that's wow. something that actually happened. They brought a hundred thousand votes in. They were all Biden votes. There was not even a vote for another Democrat. And it was intended because they were panicked because Trump was ahead by much more than they anticipated. Same thing happened in Pennsylvania. They never anticipated Trump being ahead by 800,000 votes. It's inherently impossible to make up 800,000 votes or 64% of the vote. You have to cheat to do it. Now, we're talking about Philadelphia. Philadelphia has cheated in every election for the last 60 mm. years. Philadelphia has more people that have gone to prison for election fraud than any city probably in the country. And it's all Democratic election fraud because it's been controlled by a corrupt Democratic machine for 60 years. So when they fell behind by 800,000 votes, they went into a state battle. 
And then they had to shut out all the Republicans. They had to bring in all the phony ballots. And we never got to examine over 600,000 ballots, which makes them all unlawful. Illegal, unlawful, fraud, fraudulent. I doubt that the court will allow them to count those ballots. I'm sure the state legislature will not accept those ballots in order to certify Mm. electoral votes. And really, uh, only, I think, Axios has been smart enough to take Pennsylvania down as a as a Biden state. And Pennsylvania is not going to be a Biden state. And Mr. Mayor, if you would, could you give our viewers a sense? They've been following the updates, you know, day after day. Give us a sense, if you would, please, for the current state of play, the most important legal actions that are happening right now in these battleground states around the country, please. Well, you know, I, I really feel bad that I have to do that because this information is being denied them by the mm-hmm. mass media. I mean, it's being censored, not being given to them. And, and then we hear people say there's no evidence of fraud. <laughs> we have a thousand ballots demonstrating the worst kind of fraud you ever heard of. Yes. And uh, the media is just lying about it. And they are absolutely anti-American and pathetic effort to elect a criminal as president of the United States. Mm. I've never seen this before. But here, here's the reality. The most important two cases right now are Pennsylvania and Michigan, because if you read those cases and you read the affidavits in the cases, it's going to give you a picture that there really, really is powerful evidence that they stole the election in Pennsylvania and Michigan. Trump was ahead by 800,000 when we went to sleep. They counted votes all night. They were coming out of the woodwork. They were being made up. They were being written up. And they got them into a more competitive position. In Michigan, they actually brought in phony ballots, 100,000 of them. They thought all the Republicans were gone. The mistake they made is some of the independent contractors were there, and they hadn't bought the souls of the independent contractors, Mm -hmm. who who were so shocked by it that they reported Also in Michigan, a city Democratic worker was so shocked that she's come over to us and told us the whole story about how they were preparing to cheat going back to September, how they knew they'd have to make up a lot of numbers, the plans they had, the backup plans they had to get more phony ballots in. I mean, I, the, and the, because the general media doesn't report this, the American people are going to be exceedingly surprised when some of these states are taken down and end up being Trump states. Well, we've certainly seen the mainstream media almost just willfully ignoring and suppressing a lot of these stories. There is evidence. As you know, the team here at Just the News and Real America's Voice has assembled a team of 30 investigators who are out there every day uh, working to track down all of these uh, election irregularities. Uh, Mr. Mayor, another another question for you. Have you had any contact with anyone in the U.S. intelligence community? about any of these election irregularities? I don't think I can comment on that. There is no question another aspect of this is, was the vote interfered with Mm. from the point of view of the computers that we used? Mm -hmm. And does Dominion figure very big in that uh, situation, given the fact that it uses Chinese software and uh, has a rather checkered history? Roger. And Mr. Mayor, as we stand right now, you know, a lot of a lot of Americans, a lot of our viewers are kind of asking us what they think the most likely timeline is on this. Do you think, sir, that these courses that these cases end up in the Supreme Court? And if so, do you have any sense for when they might end up there? 
they may or may not end up in the Supreme Court. The actual place they belong are in the state legislatures. Mm. The state legislatures under the Constitution of the United States govern the election of senators, representatives, and the president. It's called the election clause and the electors clause. So the real arbiter of this will be the state legislature that has to determine, are these unlawful votes going to be counted? Which would be terrible. And it would defy the law of their state. I guess if they did that, we would take it to the Supreme Court. But in the first instance, it would be the decision of the state legislature. And I can't imagine they won't do the right thing because these votes are blatantly false, unlawful, manufactured. And when they say there's no evidence of fraud, I've never seen a election case with half this evidence of fraud. Well, we, we also have a number of witnesses uh, who've come forward. If you would, please give, give our viewers an update on where things stand with Richard Hopkins. This is the Pennsylvania postal worker who came out who said that he overheard a supervisor telling people to illegally backdate ballots. Then the mainstream media came out with a number of false stories saying that he had recanted his story. And he came out publicly and he said, no, I meant exactly uh, what I said. Where does, where does that stand today? Well, this is a media sideshow. His testimony gives flavor, but it isn't critical because the 683 ballots mm. that were unlawful are established in a totally different way, in a completely uncontroversial way. But in any event, he, he, he kind of gave evidence of the kind of fraud that was going on all throughout Pennsylvania, which was a disaster. And his backdating of documents is corroborated by inside witnesses, about 10 of whom were told to do the same thing. So he's got a lot of colleagues who support what he was saying. What happened to him is intolerable. The Postal Service, playing Biden defender, sent some out-of-control postal agent named Schmedlap to see him. Mm. And Schmedlap actually is tape recorded because he doesn't know that uh, the gentleman was wearing a, a recording device. And you can listen to that tape recording if you want. And what you see is Schmedlap is trying very, very hard to frighten and threaten him. Yes. He tells them, I'm going to make you scared. Yeah. He says there are a lot of senators who are depending on you changing this. He tells them, he tells them, I'm going to be very unhappy if you don't. Virtually threatens him with his job. Now, what's this guy doing? Yes. Who's he doing it for? Well, Mr. What, Mr. What, what is his concern about what he said about, I mean, after all, what, what he said, the postal worker said, Mr. Mayor, I know we're going to have to we're going to have to take a, a break here, sir. Now, if there's one thing that Rudy Giuliani knows about more than probably anything, that would have to be conspiracies. As a young lawyer in New York, he was the guy that was assigned, I think, to the Southern District, and he was responsible for shutting down mob guys and their and their conspiracies and their scams. He knows conspiracies. He knows the mechanics of them. He understands the inside and out of them. And when it comes to political conspiracies, he's probably remarkably well-versed. The woman that he was talking about in Michigan... Her name is Melissa Carone. And Melissa Carone was an independent contractor for uh, Dominion Ballot Counting Software. And she was on with uh, Lou Dobbs again. And we're going to bring that interview up. Tremendous stuff. 
not very long. Well, compared to what we've been listening to so far, not very long. Uh, about seven minutes or so, and I do want to get in. Hopefully, we'll have time. I want to get into uh, Andrew McKay being torn apart by Ted Cruz uh, earlier this week in Washington. But right now, Melissa Carone, she's an independent IT contractor with Dominion, telling about what she saw in uh, in Michigan. Breaking news now. We have obtained a new whistleblower complaint from a woman in Wayne County, Michigan. It lays out in detail what appears to be outright illegality that took place inside the TCF Center in downtown Detroit. The sworn affidavit signed by IT worker Melissa Carone exposes how ballots were scanned and counted, in some cases multiple times, how Republicans were pushed aside cut out of the oversight process to which they are entitled, and even details of how ballots were illegally altered by other election workers. Part of her affidavit reads, quote, I witnessed countless workers rescanning the batches without discarding them first, which resulted in ballots being, ballots being counted four to five times. Joining us tonight with much more is the author of that sworn affidavit, Melissa Carone. She was contracted by Dominion Voting Services to offer technical support while votes were being counted in Detroit. David Coleman, who is Melissa's attorney, joins us here this evening. We welcome you both. Uh, and Melissa, I want to just say, first of all, uh, my compliments to you for having the courage to step forward uh, and to say exactly what you saw uh, and to uh, and to defend the integrity of our electoral process. And, uh, and I want you to know I'm deeply grateful, and I'm sure all Americans are deeply grateful to you. Uh, let me start with the the most egregious part of what I read in uh, your of your affidavit multiple counts of the same ballots. How did that happen? So the workers are handed uh, ballots in stacks of 50s. Um, they are referred to as batches, and they run mm -hmm. them through the tabulators. When the ballot has any kind of a mark on it, it'll stop. The, the tabulator will stop completely and the computer will put up an error and it'll say, you know, uh, ballot number 25 has an error. And right. so the right. process would be to take ballot number 25 as well as all of the other ballots that had already went through the tabulator off, put them right. back in a pile, put ballot number 25 on top of the stack discard the whole batch and rescan it and that's and instead they went through that process several times uh, and the and describe the night shift chaos that you described uh, food food vans apparently showing up but not with food but with uh, ballots uh, apparently uh, give us a sense of what happened there so there, um, so I worked a 24-hour shift. Um, I started at 6 a.m. and I got off at 6 p.m. or 6 a.m. Uh, the next day. Um, so I started at 6 a.m. November 3rd, got off at 6 a.m. November 4th. 
So I was there during their day shift and their night shift. Um, the city provides the workers with food for their shift. Well, they only had enough food for right. one third of their workers. Boy. So that is the reason why they were claiming that these vans were, were brought in. But these vans did not have food it, 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 taken the, out of them. And the vans, the vans that showed up, uh, they were supposed to be filled with food. What did what did they have in them? Do you know? I never saw anything being brought out of the vans. I know that whatever was being brought out of the vans was being brought out of the back of the vans, but um, I was not allowed over in that area at all. But the vans were definitely not big enough to be carrying enough food for two thirds of those workers. Well, it, it's all very suspicious. Uh, it is very clear that you have witnessed highly irregular uh, activities uh, in that counting session. And David, I want to turn to you. Uh, how well protected is uh, is Melissa uh, as a contractor for Dominion voting uh, the voting systems uh, and your and your role here? Well, I'm the uh, lead attorney with Great Lakes Justice Center. We filed the complaint on behalf of two voters and residents of Wayne County. Melissa is one of our witnesses who provided an uh, affidavit, as well as many other people. We have affidavits from another whistleblower, <clears throat> Jesse Jacob, who is uh, an employee of the city of Detroit, right. worked in the election department. She delineates all kinds of uh, fraud and problems she saw. And then also uh, uh, an attorney, Zachary Larson, who's a former Michigan assistant attorney general, worked under both Republican and Democrat administrations. And he saw many acts that were uh, incredibly uh, concerning to him. We got an affidavit just this afternoon, Lou, from Ruth Johnson, who is our former secretary of state, who just uh, left that position two years ago. And she reviewed our complaint and all the affidavits. And she recommended to the court, we had a hearing today at three o'clock, and she recommended to the court that the court intervene and take action to order an audit. Michigan now has a new constitutional provision that allows voters to request the results-oriented audit to ensure the accuracy and integrity of elections. So we're asking the court, and we did it today, we had about a two-hour hearing. The judge is going to rule at noon on Friday as to whether or not uh, an injunction will issue to stop the certification of the votes, and then whether or not there will be a uh, audit ordered as well as a protective order to protect uh, evidence so it's not destroyed. So that's what we asked for today. And uh, Melissa's been very brave to come out with her affidavit as well as the others. You can go to our website, greatlakesjc.org, and you can see the complaint and all the affidavits and read it all for yourself. Right, great. Super. David, thank you very much. Melissa, as we go, uh, I, I want to give you the, uh, the, the last word. You work for Dominion. Uh, did you complain to Dominion about what you were seeing and what was their response? We have just about a minute. I absolutely did. Um, I uh, confronted my boss and he told me that he doesn't want to hear it. He didn't want to hear it. He said, it is not our job to be running their election. We are here to assist with IT. Melissa Carone, again, our thanks for stepping forward. David Coleman, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you both joining us tonight to shed further light on what was going on uh, in, in this country on election night.
and a bit of what before and after looked like as well. So what happens? Seriously, what, what do we do? What happens? This, this in, in concert with all the craziness that's gone on basically since Donald Trump came down that escalator to say he was running for president, the campaign, the election, his administration for the last four years, the, the knocking, the insults, the baseless accusations, Russia, 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 the Mueller investigation, impeachment, the news media arrayed against this guy, the Hollywood arrayed against this guy, the Democrat Party arrayed against this guy. And, and nothing, nothing worked. Nothing worked. The collusion thing was a lie and a scam. It was something that was put up by the Obama administration trying to rig this election, that the last election, the 2016 election, in favor of, of, of Hillary Clinton. It feels terrible. This, this, in me, it feels terrible because there is this expectation a small one. I still remain optimistic, but I've got to admit, you know, it, it seems like that just kind of wanes every day. It was 37 days back in 2000 where we didn't know. And, and it was all, you know, and that was just in Miami, Miami-Dade County. But when I look at this thing and I see all the stuff that's going on, it's impossible for me to think that with the amount of evidence that is just this massive that's just this overwhelming there's there's gotta be there's gotta be some justice here there's gotta be people in the government and law enforcement that just will no longer look the other way that are no longer going to be bought off that are no longer going to say ah, okay this you know it's more important that the party be in than what happens to the country or the nation's election integrity and those things you know they're trashing it they're trashing the constitution they're trashing the election process they're trashing everything all in the name number one of acquiring more power number two Getting rid of Donald Trump, and I'm not sure which one. I think I think it just it, obviously if they can accomplish both of those at the same time, then then they're hitting where they need to be. Then they're they're happy, and everything's going to work out. But you you think to yourself, in light of all this, that that something would happen, that something would break, that justice would prevail. And then I think back, look at all the evidence they had on Bill Clinton. Look at all the evidence they had on Hillary Clinton. Look at all the evidence we've seen so far about what Joe Biden's done with his family. And not just Joe, Mitch McConnell. There's a lot of those guys. Kamala Harris, there's a bunch of them. So what happens? What happens? Yesterday in Washington, D.C., there's a huge rally for Donald Trump, pro-rally, uh, pro-Donald Trump rally. Uh, and, and the people came out because they love their president. They know what he's going through and they're angry about it. 
But they go out, they peaceably assemble, they state their case, they state their support, they show and demonstrate their support for the president. What's ha- what happens? They get their heads kicked in by BLM and Antifa types. They're terrorized. They have things thrown at them. They're treated with physical violence. Democrats don't say a word about it. No one does. And it just goes on and on and on. At some point, somewhere, sometime, this is going to break. There's just going to be this, this, this point of critical mass. And it's, I wonder what's going to happen. I used to think that, uh, you know, I suppose in some terms we're already fully engaged in a civil war, a, a cultural war. But I'm afraid that the violence is going to escalate. Too many people on, on, you know, the Republican side, the, the Trump supporting side, you know, these guys, they, they don't respond to violence. They don't initiate violence. But what I'm afraid of is that they will at some point react to violence and they will react to that violence with violence and they will bring it. And it's not something that's going to be good for the country. It's not going to be something that is going to help heal you know, bring the people of this country back together. And I'm just, I'm very concerned. Because just like on the left, I really feel this, there there are people out there who are being pushed. Quiet, hardworking men and women, law-abiding, God-fearing, they want to be left alone, they want to raise their families, they want to make their livings, they want to mind their own business. They want to go to church where they want to go to church. They want to associate with who they want to associate with. And they don't want to give anybody any trouble and they don't want any trouble for anybody. The problem is they're getting lots of trouble. And at some point, one of these guys somewhere, they're going to break. They're going to say, you know, by God, I've had enough and I'm not going to take any more. And, you know, people reach that point, good people, bad people, doesn't matter. People reach that point where Things happen, and and they just decide they're going to solve the problems their own way, or they're going, you know, and two wrongs don't make a right. It's like I was telling Ron Phillips, the guy that runs Mojo Five Eyes, uploading uploaded the show last week, and I I had texted him as I always do to let him know everything's ready and it's on board and we're ready to go, and I told him I said, you know, it seems that the times that we're living in have just become a little more interesting. And they really have. And I don't know how interesting they're going to get, but I hope things back off soon. We are just about out of time. We got, what, a few seconds left. Um, At the same time, you know, we voice our fears, we voice our uncertainties, we voice our insecurities, but we still have to try and maintain as positive an attitude as we can. And we need to be as optimistic as possible. And like I said, there are times when my optimism wanes and I feel a little bit down, but that's what they're counting on. That's what they're counting on. And we just can't do that. We just have to keep on living our best lives. We have to engage our neighbors in fellowship. We got to talk to people and we got to just keep on doing the right thing. Not easy, but there it is. And that's all the time we've got, folks. ACP heard here Sundays, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. Got a couple live shows Tuesdays and Thursdays on Patriot Nation Radio Network there at Blog Talk. I want to thank you guys so much for the opportunity to get to talk with you today and hang out the way we do. And we will be back next 
Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, taking a look at things as we do through a conservative's perspective. In the meantime, God bless America. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday here with a conservative's perspective. You guys take care. From Russia. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5.